This is Author Talk, presented by Author House, the leading provider of services to help authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. Author Talk is a show about new books and the authors who wrote them. It's an opportunity for prospective readers to hear directly from the writers, to hear what inspired them to write and publish, and to hear all the inside details about their books. Here is Author Talk. Greetings for Author House and Author Talk. This is J. Douglas Barker. The book title, Twice the Fool. And joining me from the Carolinas is the author, D. Outhouse. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Oh, Danny, this is a, an ex- extensive uh, bit of writing. I understand by looking at your bio that you also have uh, additional uh, novels or creative ideas in your portfolio or in, in the uh, to-do list, I think is the way to describe this. this <laughs> the series. <laughs> in the series. This book, uh, is it really, is it tongue-in-cheek? How would you describe this book? It looks from the cover as though it's a horror movie book. Uh, what would you describe it as? It's actually, um, it's set right around Halloween, so there's a lot of seasonal theme mixed into the story. Tricks and treats, costumes, murder, spooky evenings, mysteries, calamity, October basics. That's a good way to start anything that looks and and feels scary. In looking at the back of your your book cover itself, it has a couple of lines that might uh, set the stage for it. Halloween is just around the corner, and Kate has a little something for everyone or everybody, until her father and his 100-pound Bernard shows up to turn her world upside down. Now, that sounds like an exciting descriptive, maybe, of a um, of a movie. Uh, had that thought come to your mind? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I see it like a movie in my head. I understand. Yes, all... It's sort of a comedy-mystery combination, I guess you'd call it. It's got suspense, and it's got thrill, and it's also got you know a little bit of romance and a whole lot of laughs well fantastic and uh, the way you write is not unusual i have a lot of uh, authors that may approach writing the way you did but for 300 pages almost in in length you sat down and just had creative ideas and began to write is that the uh, the way that you have always written yeah i write as a hobby um i don't lay out plots i don't half the time i don't even know what's going to happen myself hmm. I don't know who's going to show up or who's going to die or, you know, who's going to hook up. I basically just play with vague ideas and let it unfold. And when the tale's over, I know the story and I can edit and go back and rewrite and make stuff make sense and take out things that don't fit, that kind of stuff. And when I'm done, it's like, oh, crap, that's a book. <laughs> is this the only aspiration or the only pursuit you have in life? I mean, is being an author the primary goal at this point forward? No, it's a hobby. I mean, I've written dozens over the years, so my family's been telling me, get published, get published. So the first four are out, and I'm just sort of submitting them as the publisher asked for them. Well, as long as they think they're good, I'll keep giving them up. That's fantastic. Your family and siblings are, are the ones that are aggravate. I mean, not aggravating. Uh, they kind of aggravate me when I, I do creative stuff. Sometimes, yes. That's the right word. <laughs> but, they, but they're the ones behind this, uh, this insanity of writing. It must have taken a long time to complete this. How long did it take to complete so that you were happy with the results? I actually wrote uh, twice the full when I was, I want to say, 16, maybe closer to 17. It was a while ago, <laughs> but um, I I couldn't tell you how long it took, to be honest. I didn't time it. I just, I write, and I write until I'm done, and 
then I look it over and I do it until it's perfect and then I move on to a new idea. Yes, and who who are your primary characters in this? You mentioned Kate with a C. Uh, again, an, a spelling I was yeah. not that familiar with, but it's a, it is unique and will certainly stick in my memory. Who else do you have in this, and uh, what is their position in this novel, in this mystery? Well, Kate is um, she's the daughter of a Scot and an Irish woman. <laughs> Usually, those two don't get together; they're warring clans. But <laughs> for whatever reason, her parents met, got married, and they came to America, and that's why Kate starts with a C, is because that's actually the Scottish pronunciation of the word fabulous um kate o'malley is a private investigator who once worked on uh the police detective or not detective police department payroll and then you have trace fallon he was her partner at the time he's now a full-fledged detective while she's opened her own uh, you know her own pi services um let me see you got decker <laughs> he's last but not least decker's the head of a he's like a multi-million dollar agency private activities are less scrupulous than his own personal morals, if you ask me. Wow. And is this reading uh, only because of the number of pages, I would think, that uh, maybe an older audience, but is there content in here that really should be restricted to, you know, young adults, or how, how would you describe the, the content? Well, not yet. <laughs> no, when I started writing, I was young, and that didn't appeal to me. It was all about the mystery and whatnot. Um, it probably won't be until but nine, but 10 that we start, uh, sticking labels on their parent advisory, uh, <laughs> whatnot. <laughs> I gotcha. This is, uh, again, an, an ambitious undertaking and, uh, you've had a desire to write apparently and have been doing some for a number of years. H have you had an opportunity to share this with maybe non-family members? Have they had a response to this yet? Well, I don't know, to be honest, <laughs> I gave it to the publisher and and basically wiped my hands of it. Right, so this is a fresh release then. You would uh, describe it then as a uh, thriller and maybe with a lot of suspense in there. Is there one scene that, uh, in your writing and in your creative thinking that popped to the surface as you were writing this and said, wow, this would be a great spot to do X, Y, Z? Did that come into the, uh, into the story at all? Um, the question basically is, is, is there an action scene that will stand out to the reader? Oh, yeah. There are a lot of action scenes. Kate is, um, she, like I said, she was police. Um, then she turned into PI, but she's more, she's really more of a Sherlock. I mean, she's got the brains, but not really the bronze. And so you see her a lot of times trying to do something she probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, something she should probably call someone stronger to help her with, uh -huh. but she's very independent. And so. You'll see her a number of times take on an action that she probably is going to get her in trouble, and it does. Wow. Is it? Uh, there are a lot of you know mysteries and thrillers in the marketplace and a lot of writers. Is there a, a writer in specific that may have inspired you, or are you just one of those independent thinkers that decided, hey, I can do this too? I actually have a, I have a number of different genres that I've written. I've written like apocalyptic horror mo uh, movies yeah right <laughs> apocalyptic <laughs> horror books i've written um drama books i've written like this is one of my mystery mystery series and so i kind of played with all of them witches and vampires and all kinds of of genres out there no i can't say i have any one specific author there are lots of authors i love listening to myself Fair. but no 
there is no one that I can say, you know, this person is why I do what I do. And did you incorporate some of those other ventures into the uh, subplots in this particular novel, or are they pretty much down the the basic? Uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't evolve into a, a romance novel, for example, or into science fiction. But is there a side look at some of these other interests for you? I don't know. I I just sort of. A lot of the stuff in my books can be personal experience related. <laughs> a lot of my siblings will read stuff and they'll come to me and they'll be like, I can't believe you put that in there. <laughs> I, of course, don't use their names. And, you know, I change it to the characters of the book that are doing these actions or falling for this or that, the other. But a lot of it is actually more based on my, my experiences or experiences of people around me, not so much things I've read or seen seen on tv because i figure if i read it if i've seen it probably a lot of others have too oh absolutely absolutely the case was there any difficulty in in completing this you sound like a very creative individual and uh, i've been noted and uh, been accused of being creative in my background and it's gotten me into trouble it takes me years and years and years to complete a project because of that was there any difficulty that you had to overcome in order to get this published oh yeah what about the title itself, Twice the Fool? Does that lead to uh, the other stories that you're going to create? Well, in this particular series, yes, you have First Light of Dawn, that's the first one, and then Twice the Fool, Third Time's a Charm. All those are out. The prequel is coming out in a month or two. It's called Ground Zero because it's actually, it, it kind of goes back to when Kate first got to the big city. She's a small town girl. And so it, it goes back in time. But the reason I'm publishing it after the other three is because I want the characters already established. So while you're reading this prequel, it's like, oh, I know where that's going to go. Or oh, that's why that's the way it is. Or that's where he got it from. You know, it just sort of explains things. I wanted it to come out after the others because it's, it's Easter eggs, basically. Gotcha. Now, location geographically is in the United States, I'm assuming. Is there a particular town that is highlighted here? Yes, I made it up. <laughs> Good job. I, I wanted to use Philadelphia, but I've never been to Philadelphia. I don't live in Philadelphia. And so a lot of the book, there are street names and there's like when she's rushing around in the car and taking turns and this and that and the other. Well, someone who lives in Philadelphia that reads that would be like, I have no idea where this broad is driving. So I've, I made up my own town. It's called Arbic. And it basically, if you take my fictional map, <laughs> you could sit it right on top of Pennsylvania and Arbic would be where Philadelphia is. Wow. That way I could make up my own map. And for, I want all, like all of my books, they're supposed to make sense. So if you read the first book and she's on Stanford Avenue and then you read the second book and there's another Stanford Avenue where that doesn't you know it's like I don't want to keep going back to places I don't know so I basically built my own city and when I'm writing when she's going around I use my own little map for the city that I've built for her to navigate. Wow well that was uh, probably a wise choice I, it takes care of the uh, research stuff that a lot of authors have to do in order to keep the continuity going. The book itself and the the main event in here is it based on a murder mystery or is it something else? Well it's kind of mm, it's like a web <laughs> it's not really a straight shot story it's there are multiple things going on. Some of them are connected. 
some of them are not. Trace has her her job that she's doing, her mystery she's solving. I'm sorry, Kate. Kate has her job she's doing, her mystery she's solving. Trace, on the other hand, is Kate's old partner, but they're still really good friends. They keep in touch. They they hang out all the time. He's got his life going on, and he's solving his murder. And sometimes they clash. Sometimes they cross paths. Um, I can't say much because I don't want to ruin any of the books, but let's just say sometimes it turns out they're after the same person and don't even realize it. And then other times their cases are not connected in any way whatsoever. They're just going on in the background of the actual plot, which is whatever that plot is. Because you have so many characters that are transferring their storyline to another novel or another case, uh, does the case that they're working on in this particular novel does it get solved or is it one that hangs on and gets yes. carried over no every book has a beginning a middle and an end and they're all standalone so you don't have to read first light of dawn in order to understand twice the full and you don't have to read you, you there is no man i don't know what's going on here let me go back to the beginning of the series every right. single one of them stand by themselves if there's something that might have been from a previous book I'll stick a line in there explaining <laughs> something happened back here, blah, blah, blah. And now this is where we are. Fantastic. Congratulations on completing this. Again, uh, listeners, it's almost 300 pages, but it uh, is a book that moves along, has uh, maybe some subplots and some other innuendo that might be lurking in the background because it is a mystery, the title of which is Twice the Fool. My guest author is D, last name, Outhouse, O U T. H-O-U-S-E. Dee, thank you again for being a part of today's program. Where do we get copies of this? Um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. It, it's kind of, it shocked me. <laughs> it's, it's out there like a lot. Kindle has it. It's all over the place. Fabulous. Congratulations again. Now, now Danny, is there um, a website that you've developed yet, or is that in the works? I think my publisher, Author House, has made a website. I'm not really um, internet savvy myself. I, I'm still working off a 1997 laptop. That's how oh. old school I am. And, <laughs> you know, black screen, green letters. I'm, I am old, old school. That's so amazing. I actually can't tell you if there's a website. You'd have to ask author house. Well, they can also do a search under your name of first initial D and then the last name Outhouse. If they do a search under that, there you they'll, go. Yeah. they'll find all of the information about you, about your books, about your novels, about your interests uh, as that website gets developed. And uh, again, this interview will be heard around the world. If uh, someone in Australia happens to come across this uh, particular interview and wants to find out about you, they can do the search under your name. Thank you, Danny, for joining me today and sharing your story. Thank you so much. My pleasure for Author House and Author Talk. This is Jay Douglas Barker. <laughs>